Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the state of California. And good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter and host of the State of California, along with Patty Rising and Jeff Bell. Less than three weeks before the filing deadline, U.S. Senator Alex Padilla of California launches his campaign for a full term. But a potential challenger to Governor Gavin Newsom bows out, leaving the Republican field still pretty barren. Even the the only even remotely viable challenger to Governor Newsom's re-election remains State Senator Brian Dolly of the nine, uh, the uh, tiny Northern California town of Bieber, and nobody else is stepping forward to take a shot at that race. Yesterday, I spoke with Republican businessman John Cox, and he told me he has decided not to run for governor a third time, confirming he will sit this one out. Former San Diego Mayor Kevin Faulkner has not confirmed his intentions, but it doesn't appear he's going to run either. So it looks like a pretty clear path for Governor Newsom, and the same seems true for Senator Padilla, who officially filed for re-election this afternoon in Los Angeles. Nobody from his own party or from the Republicans has announced a challenge to Padilla, meaning the two biggest statewide races in California this year should be cakewalks for the Democratic incumbents. For more, we're joined live on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline today by Sonoma State political science professor David McEwen. Thanks for being with us, as always. And David, John Cox told me no way would he run for a third time after two unsuccessful bids, because he said, nobody listened to me the last time, why put myself through that again? Any surprise that he has decided uh, the third time is just not the charm either? Well, it's not a surprise that John Cox would would say the third time doesn't work. Uh, Partly he spent a lot of his own money. Uh, That didn't really go very far. And if you look at those recall results, right, the the governor performed exactly the same way he performed when he ran in in 2018. And there's something else, a a backlash, if you will, against uh, the recall efforts for Republicans in California. How far that extends, though, into House races and what happens nationally, here we are one week out from the State of the Union with the president. We have events in Ukraine. It may be fundamentally different for Democrats nationwide than what's happening here in California. And it certainly looks like uh, a cakewalk for Gavin Newsom and, and a really strong performance ahead for, a, uh, for Senator Padilla, at least at this point. David, Doug mentioned Kevin Faulkner, who, of course, was also part of the recall effort as a uh, Republican candidate. Um, Any chance that he might enter this race? I mean, Doug seemed to suggest that it does not appear that way. Are you hearing anything otherwise? Yeah, I mean, Kevin Faulkner, when he came into the the recall election, he he was going to try to thread that needle as a moderate Republican to find some space that was more into the middle than Larry Elder uh, in a place or, or, or a moment, if you will, that would have been quite different and, and altered the Republican Party and how we perceived it, at least recently. Because of this poor performance in the recall, it's going to be hard for him to get the enthusiasm and get the dollars that are there. Could he do that? I mean, the Republicans are going to put someone forward. If they put someone together 
like Dolly, uh, he'll get he'll get just uh, slaughtered by uh, Governor Newsom and the juggernaut that's there. And so the Republicans are going to have to look. And it's always been difficult for the California Republican Party to find a moderate. They were able to find that person in the form of. Obviously, Arnold Schwarzenegger, who was famous and rich in his own right, they need a, a, a redux of that, if you will. But that person does not appear on the horizon at the moment. David, is that what's going on on the Senate side? Why no one's going after Alex Padilla? I mean, he's only had his job a little more than a year ago when he was appointed to uh, finish out Kamala Harris's term. Why, why isn't anybody going after him? Yeah, I mean, Padilla, there's this thing called sophomore surge, sophomore slump, uh, and the idea is that, look, you're most vulnerable in your first uh, re-election. So Alex Padilla being appointed, he certainly would be vulnerable there uh, from from what we've seen in the past. But, but because Republicans have kind of a dearth of statewide opportunities and candidates, they're not going to be looking to that race. They will be looking to the attorney general's race. They will be looking to uh, races that are down ballot. You know, you look at the controller or other statewide constitutional officers. The, the Republicans will play statewide. They just won't be able to play at those kind of top-level tickets. Nonetheless, uh, given inflation, given what's happening overseas, given the dynamic that, that Democrats face in terms of headwinds, they are also likely to see uh, losses in, in the House and the Senate. That won't play for California's constitutional officers, but nationally it really looks like Republicans are going to come in. Another Californian, Kevin McCarthy, potentially poised to be Speaker of the House. So in some ways it's a mixed bag for Republicans in California, but not a place where they seem to be able to play against the juggernaut that is, if you will, Gavin Newsom and certainly Senator Padilla. Biden actually took some time today to appear with Governor Newsom in this virtual event uh, to talk about the supply chain and the administration investing in magnet and battery production in California. And Biden joked that uh, the governor defeated the recall with, he said, in spite of, of the president coming out to campaign for him. Uh, how closely do you think we should expect Biden and Newsom to be working during this campaign season? I mean, are they going to tie themselves to each other a little bit in 2022 or do you think not? Yeah, I mean, that's a good good point there, Doug, because what needs to happen at some degree is, look, uh, the, the governor is someone who can go out to other states, can fundraise. He, if he doesn't have a race here, raises lots of money, he can sprinkle that money around. That will be hugely important. So in some ways, right, Doug, Joe Biden is going to need, and the Democratic Party are going to need someone like Gavin Newsom more than the other way around. That's just the way the Newsom people would like to have it. And in some other ways, they're going to be able to go out and help build up some Democratic momentum. And you have the vice president there as well. And, and certainly Kamala Harris is going to play an important role. She'll play an important role with Gavin Newsom going out to those states. But if inflation is going to continue to be a specter, and along with gas prices and instability in Ukraine or in other areas, that is going to be a drag on the, the Democratic name brand and on uh, President's own popularity. So, so Joe Biden, based upon the polls we're seeing, is, is in many ways the polar opposite of Gavin Newsom's popularity, even though Newsom's popularity has come down. Joe Biden's popularity somewhere between 39% and 43%. Anything less than 43% sets up a model that shows Democrats lose 40, 50 seats uh, in the House. And you're going to need someone like Gavin Newsom, Kamala Harris, and others to, to really play an important role. Obviously, there's that other person we haven't mentioned, and that's Dianne Feinstein. And Republicans are also looking at that seat at some point in the future for potential nominees. That sets up a, a very important midterm election in the fall and moving forward for both parties.
All right. Well, thanks so much, as always, Sonoma State political science professor David McEwen. A lot going on in California politics as we move further into 2022. And, of course, with Ukraine and everything else going on, it's all very volatile. So we'll see what happens. You can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also available at kcbsradio.com. And always, wherever you get your podcasts, you can find me tweeting on Twitter. That's what you do on Twitter, right, Patty and Jeff? At Sovereign Nation. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.